It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. Something. Bravo. Lord Lattimore Volkman. Just Place. And Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com. In college. This is Something Something Broncos. I'm Jess Place. Lori Lettimore Volkman joins me here on my left and to my right, uh, Tim Lynch, brought to you today by Lori's yet to be determined horse tracks topic for tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, we are. Uh, a few days removed from the Pro Bowl. Um, I got to admit, I had it on. I did not watch religiously. Uh, I uh, watched Chris Harris get his interception. Good old Chris. Howled one in. Good for him. So I was very excited, and that was pretty much the extent of what I saw. Uh, I did see afterwards that Jason Witten broke the Pro Bowl trophy. So when he went to hand it to uh, Patrick Mahomes... Uh, and uh, offensive MVP, it just, like just the top came off, uh, and Mary Adir was dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the Pro Bowl trophy's broken. Oh. Broken trophy seems to be fitting for for a Kansas City Chief player. <laughs> they should call it the Mahomes. The Mahomes. <laughs> I just heard a voice in the back of my head, and it's uh, it's saying. Um, this is far too much Pro Bowl talk. This <laughs> yeah, I didn't away. watch it. Yeah. I don't care about it. <laughs> Move on. 
Yeah, so the Pro Bowl, it was on. <laughs> we watched highlights and a couple plays. So there you go. There you go. One thing that we do have coming up, though, that is noteworthy, this Saturday they are uh, uh, convening in, uh, uh, in Atlanta to determine who, which Broncos are going to get totally screwed out of going into the Hall of Fame. Over the years, my, I've been a little disappointed in, in uh, the efforts that uh, Jeff has put forward. But um, maybe this weekend things will be different. And I promise if if we get more than just Pat Bolin in, I I will congratulate you, Jeff Legwell, for all your hard work and effort um, for this year only. Uh, next year, it's come on again, brother. It should be it should be a good weekend for Broncos fans because we know pretty much know Pat Bowen's getting in, and then Champ Bailey is about as close to a lock and for the Hall of Fame as one could get, being mostly a, a Broncos player for their career. So I'm excited. We'll get two. You know, we've really pushed hard on Steve Atwater. It's just man, I don't know what is wrong with people, but they just don't seem to see what hall of fame greatness looks like when they're wearing orange and blue well you know what's going to end up happening is they're going to vote and they're going to be like pat bolin and there's one more bronco on the list ty law has made the hall of fame <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen champ oh, bailey is going to get get screwed and and they're going to be like what ty law made it this isn't the hall of very good. It's the hall of great. Both the contributors will get in because they they always do. That always happens. Yeah. And then the senior candidate will get in. So that's three. And then they have five. Five more. Ed Reed will get in. Tony Gonzalez yeah, will two get locks. in. Yeah, two locks. And then Champ's like the third probably lock. Yeah. And then what they're going to yeah. do, those fuckers... It's going to be like, wow, we've already, we put in two Broncos and we already have a safety. So Steve Atwater's going to have to wait. He'll get in. I'm sure he'll get in. He'll, next year's probably his time and they'll justify it. And it just ticks me off that they don't, that they, they try to make some sort of rationale why not this year, as opposed to he deserves it. Everything about what he played in this game deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And he should have been in there already. So regardless of how many Broncos are in, how, regardless of how many defensive backs are in, he deserves to go this year. And I'm going to be pissed on Saturday when they don't put him in. Yeah, and that and we're dealing with media people who don't really, you know, they cover football, but they don't get football. So every time they come to vote... They have the locks, which are usually skill positions, quarterbacks. They're like, oh, there's only two other spots left. we got to get an uh, offensive lineman in or a defensive line. It's always like, oh, man, we got to make sure we get yeah. you know, people we don't understand if they're good or not. In. Right. And they feel like they have to have some sort of balance between offense and defense. And they just yeah. it's stupid. They, they don't really look at it individually like this guy deserves to be in. I don't like that they have a, a this – like arbitrary limit on how many they'll put in. I mean, I I can see where you don't all put all 15 necessarily, but I don't think they should be locked into five of the. Monitor. It should be like more like it should be more like baseball, where you know you get a certain percentage of votes. Yeah. And 
you know, if you get that threshold, you're in. That's the only time, by the way, I'll ever advocate baseball <laughs> over football. <laughs> ever. Here's a really interesting fact. I'm going to name drop here. When I was talking to Patrick Smythe of the Denver Broncos the other day, he pointed this out. Of all of the Broncos who are in the Hall of Fame, and if we go with the, the true Broncos, the five we have, which are John Elway, Gary Zimmerman, Terrell Davis, Floyd Little, and Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. All, yeah. All offense. We do not have a single player from the Broncos in the Hall of Fame who is who played defense, except for Brian so Dawkins. Tragic. But Dawkins is not really a Bronco, you know, not not the way the others are Broncos. Oh my gosh! So okay, you're true. Exactly, the Broncos own the Orange Crush defense. We had back-to-back Super Bowl wins in the '90s, so we, you know, clearly had a defense. We have always had it. Our anchor has been our defense, but it's a travesty. We didn't have a Hall of Famer until 2004, despite going to however many Super Bowls by that time, five or six, despite winning two Super Bowls, despite having a boatload of pro bowlers on defense, we have no one from defense in the Hall of Fame. Well, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. The Hall of Fame committee, the voters this year, they should look at that and say, the Broncos' defense is completely underrepresented. Champ Bailey should be in there. Steve Atwater should be in there. Numbers don't matter. Position, you know, the different positions we have don't matter. We have two players who need to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's put them in this year. I just did a little research here on the internet, and I'll have you know that uh, the Broncos have the same number of special teamers uh, in the Hall of Fame as on defense. <laughs> Zero? <laughs> I am actually broadcasting uh, from Peter King's front yard right now. I'm wearing a sandwich board, walking up and down the street. Uh, my bullhorn, I, I, I sent out my wife to go get new batteries for the bullhorn. Uh, so you, that's why you can't hear it right now. Um, but uh, it's really cold here, but it's worth it because, you know, damn it, Steve Atwater deserves to get into the Hall of Fame. Next year, we should we should do more on Randy Gratishar, too, because, you know, that's the senior committee guy. And if Champ doesn't get in, we are 100% doing a 24 and 24. Cause... Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anything in the 20s, we did 30 for 30 for TD. Anything under that I, is doable. I, but once you get over 30, it's getting to be like, oh, boy. Okay. I know. Just remember, though, when it comes to Randy Gratishar, that anyone can petition the Hall of Fame to add him under consideration for the senior committee. All you have to do is write him ahead of time before they, the senior committee convenes, like in April, or it's March or April or something like that. So, sounds like you're, you've got a task to do? Sounds like I will republish an article I have published. In <laughs> I got that one in the can. No problem. Done. Speaking of, Lori, Lori, horse track, come up with an idea yet? All right. I just, I don't have another scorched earth, like Twitter rampage in me. Like every year when, when it doesn't happen, like I just, I get furious and I, and I, and, and, and I at poor Jeff Legwald and and he hasn't blocked me yet. I know, I know. Well, you know, after 
The one Thank person you. that should block you hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Bless. Well, okay. So Hall of Fame. Uh, we got Pat Bolin. Hopefully, Camp because he's he's the closest thing to a surefire bet, and then the sentimental favorite is of course uh, Steve Atwater. And um, I'm pretty sure we're. Gonna be, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're still. We need to. We're going to be mad about Steve Atwater probably, but we need to remember we're getting two Broncos this year probably, and if we get two, that's freaking huge. We know we know Pat Bolin's going to go in, and that's great, and and. That will kind of be the the peak of the Pat Bolin era because it looks like with ownership things are kind of uh, headed for a roller coaster ride uh, in the coming months, years, who knows how long. <laughs> who do you got uh, there, Laura? You got uh, you got Beth, you got Brittany, Bill, the dark horse. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna go a whole new direction. Just hand it over to a brother and be done with it. Yeah, it's like, and Bill, you win. Yeah. <laughs> you or, win. You gave up come your Come on down. Yeah, you gave up your stake, but we're giving it right back to you. So so what happens if like none of the kids ever fulfill like ever fulfill the the requirements? It's it's just gonna be Joe Ellis forever? Like how does this work, uh, there, Lori? It's interesting that you bring that up. So what we know in terms of the criteria is that Pat Bolin would wanted one of his children and they needed to have an advanced degree and they needed to have five years experience in a league office or with the Broncos. So some sort of management position with the team or with the NFL and neither daughter who is has expressed interest in, in being a controlling owner has met that requirement. Both of them have a, an advanced degree, Brittany Bolin, just received her MBA from Duke, and Beth Bolin Wallace earned her law degree from uh, CU Denver. That sounds right. C yeah, CU I Denver, think that's right. Um, a couple years ago, so they both have the advanced degree. Brittany is currently working in a a global consulting firm in Denver, so she's not doing any anything with the Broncos per se. She did do um, like 10 months in the league office and Beth Bolden Wallace uh -huh. had worked for, from the timeline, I think it's a, a little over three years, like from 2012 to 2015 as the director of special projects. Her main job with that was to design the display of the Ring of Fame. You know, her dad had instituted the Ring of Fame already, but how to display it so you could see in some meaningful way, the tribute to each of the players and coaches who are put into the Ring of Fame. That was her main job at the time. She was, did the, the, the fundraising, the, basically the, the development for it. So the fundraising, the you know, deciding how it was going to look and where it was going to go and all that. So that was kind of the main thing she did. But she also, part of being the director of special projects, was working with a lot of the charitable foundations that the Broncos partnered with. She says that the day after she told the Broncos that she was going to also pursue a law degree so that she could fulfill that, that requirement for potential ownership, 24 hours later, 
they terminated that position so she no longer had a job so she couldn't fulfill the five years Brittany just hasn't completed that I mean I she was working with the with the league office probably before she went to MBA school at Duke and she's just doing other things she's 28 and is probably not interested right now in owning the Broncos <laughs> um, but the trust which involves Joe Ellis and two other two other people in the Broncos organization whose names I'm not going to recall right now three people one of them being Joe Ellis who of course is our CEO they were designated several years ago by Pat Bolin to basically be in charge at the point that he could no longer be in charge and that was that decision was put in place uh, back in 2009. The idea was to put these people in charge of figuring out kind of a path for ownership for one of the Bolin children. Pat Bolin wanted one of his seven children to eventually take over the team. He ended up officially announcing his Alzheimer's diagnosis, diagnosis in 2014 the year before, in 2013, he had officially stepped down, given control to uh, Joe Ellis and the other trust members, and that was all in conjunction with the NFL. They were aware of what they were doing. It was just announced publicly in July 2014. So, you know, for the last almost five years, the trust has been running the the team as far as the NFL is concerned and they have designated Brittany basically as the future heir just whenever she wants to so there's no real timeline in terms of what they're saying or what fans will know as to when Brittany would become the owner and technically she hasn't fulfilled the requirements yet either but Beth who is closer to fulfilling the requirements is trying to you know throw her hat into the ring and the Broncos are trying to say she's unqualified and it's basically at the point of being either in the courts to decide whether the the trust is following through with Pat Boland's wishes or if the NFL is going to get involved and have to arbitrate the situation and decide what to do so there is no solution as of now. We have two daughters who have expressed interest. We have the team basically putting their weight behind Brittany, who says she's interested, but there's absolutely no timeline for when that will be. And we have possibly the NFL having to get involved and figure out what to do. Well, isn't it interesting that the person who is farthest away from uh, meeting those requirements are the ones that they're most invested in. It, it would seem as though it would seem Isn't as though that, Joe Ellis, yeah, it is, it like, is so you know, interesting. Job security, <laughs> like, is there is there not a a, a younger uh, Bolin heir they could go with uh, that that could take even longer? I mean, it's hard for me to believe that Joe Ellis's personal goals align with the goals of the Broncos, like. If any of us were in that situation, we'd be like, hey, I am de facto owner of the Denver Broncos football franchise, uh, and there is literally nobody that can remove me until I appoint the person who can remove me. 
So, right. like, that makes no sense. The longer he can delay, 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 the more he uh, collects a paycheck, the more influence he has over the franchise. And, you know, more, more power to him. I, I would be in the same position. But <laughs> I think it's hard to believe that, that Joe Ellis's personal ambitions and the ambitions of the Broncos align and in totally a, a non-corruption uh, kind of way. I think it needs to be resolved quicker, uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, like you said, Brittany, Brittany isn't actively working to fulfill the, the uh, requirements right now. She's not working in a league office. She's not, she's not working for a team. And so, I mean, that just makes delays, delays, delays. Uh, even further, which, you know, Joe Ellis, I'm sure, is super psyched about. And I, I'm sure it makes him nervous as hell when he hears that uh, Beth Bolin is uh, is pissed because she's, you know, just a few months away from fulfilling, like, the final requirement. I, I, at some point, someone's got to step in. And then it gets weird because Brother Bill uh, wants to come in, and he's, he's suddenly, like, entered the fray. And, and, and I'm not entirely sure what the in game for bill is he was a partial owner and he sold back some of his interest in the team so he doesn't have any interest in the team anymore and so why yeah and he sold back when the team was worth like 20 percent what it's worth now if you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so clearly he's got some acuity problems of his own <laughs> i mean i'm i'm kind of on the side of i i would prefer Brittany bolin to take over um I don't know anything about either of them really, but it's just, she seems younger. She, the transition would be pretty smooth from a front office standpoint. It just seems like the, the line of succession from Joe Ellis to Brittany Mullen seems a lot smoother in terms of the transition itself to go from Joe Ellis to Beth Bolin just seems like a lot of upheaval, a lot of uncertainty, who knows what kind of franchise, uh, us as fans would end up with on the other side of that equation. At the end of the day, I'm kind of becoming disenfranchised or disenchanted with uh, Joe Ellis's leadership uh, in of the trust itself, and I'm not entirely convinced he's fulfilling Pat Boland's interests at this point in time. Um, so uh, you know, I'd be okay with either, but I, I'm more leaning towards Brittany myself. And, and let us not forget that it was Joe Ellis's keen uh, leadership that brought us Josh McDaniels. <laughs> um, he's like, man, this Josh, he's going to be great for us. He's really going to, he's going to make it happen for the Denver Broncos. Tim, why would you want a 28 year old who has had no business leadership experience? I mean, she's got an MBA from a very good university and now she's working at a mark at a global consulting firm, but Beth has at least gone through 20 years of a working life, a working career, and she has been in charge. She started her own company. It was a small business, but Joe Ellis's motive looks so tainted that it's hard to it's hard to look at this from their point of view and think. Yeah, this is totally on the up and up. <laughs> I'm, I'm the reason I'm going for for this the the daughter who's going to give me the most time at the at the top here has nothing to do with me. It's all because we really believe she's the one to lead the Broncos, which is bullshit.
Yeah, he's making millions of dollars a year. The only way he can untaint himself is to step down, <laughs> remain on the trust, not earn any income from the Broncos whatsoever. That's the only way he can regain any kind of legitimate, I'm doing this because this is what Pat Mullen wanted. Of course you're going to drag it out because you're in control. To give up control, you give up control of the fact that you're not going to, you couldn't suddenly not be making millions of dollars. And he doesn't have to answer to anybody. Nobody. Anybody. He can walk around without any pants on through the hallway. And he's like, what? You tell my boss. Tell my boss. What? What? I'm in my underwear. Woo! Like, no one's going to yell at Joe Ellis for anything, ever. So, it, I mean, he's, he's a man who makes millions with no boss. The only other thing he could do is to set a specific deadline. We've decided Brittany Mullen or whoever is going to be the next controlling owner. And it's going to happen by this date. And she has to do this by this date. But that's not going to happen either because the trust was so ambiguous. It's just FUBAR. They, they need to, he needs to become out of the picture either financially or completely from, from a perspective of when is the next time I want to go through this? If we're waiting for Brittany, sure, she might be the owner for longer, but it's going to take longer for her to start. We're going to have Joe Ellis and this disaster for who knows how long. I predict that if the NFL gets involved, Joe Ellis, the, the clock starts ticking. And it ain't. it's not going to be 10 years. It's not going to be even five years. Once the NFL gets involved, there's not going to be, oh, we're, we're going to just let this process work out. It's going to be, there's going to be time. There's going to be a set time where this is going to be resolved. Um, and of course, the courts could still change all that anyway. So who knows? Well, but. It, you're, you're right. Well, the NFL won't allow a trust to just operate in perpetuity as owner. For, no. For, <laughs> it's, like it, it's, it's in the whatever bylaws and all this crap. I read all that. Eventually, they are going to have to select someone. And if Pat set forth conditions that the most qualified heir gets to take it on, then it's, I mean, it would likely be Beth. I mean, she's completed, she's checked the most boxes of any of them. The trust created the criteria in 2015. And they created the criteria and they said, just because you meet the criteria doesn't mean you, you qualify as owner. But mm -hmm. that right there is the Johnny Bolin clause. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that probably has nothing to do with Beth, even though Beth was the first victim to it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It was actually written for Johnny Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that's interesting, and this is what, you know, it's in the court because Bill Bolin is arguing that the trust is not operating the way Pat Bolin intended. But we end up with what Beth is saying her dad wanted her to do versus what Joe Ellis is saying Pat wanted him and the trust to do. Still, we really don't know because Pat Bolin has Alzheimer's, so we can't ask him. And so it's left to be what Joe Ellis says versus what Beth Bolin Wallace is saying. And we don't really have concrete evidence to go by and it it might come down to when did we really know that pat bolin was diagnosed with alzheimer's and it was making some sort of impact on his decision making and depending on when that is does that impact some of the things that the trust is doing 
for they setting some rules and and setting forth this criteria when Pat Bolin really couldn't be involved whatsoever. And according to Woody Page, now of the Colorado Springs Gazette, Pat Bolin did indicate to him that Brittany was the kind of the front runner for potentially being an owner down the road, but this would have been ten, uh, nine years ago. Beth Bolin Wallace it has claimed she and her dad essentially set out this path for her to work with the Broncos so that she could begin working toward the fulfilling the criteria to be an owner, which would indicate that, of course, he was happy with with her also pursuing it because he just wanted to make sure one of his children took over the team at the time that they were able and that he was incapable. So that's how she was able to get a a position as the director of special projects. I mean, she didn't she didn't submit an, a resume online like, oh, I really hope I get this. Like very clearly, her dad uh, and her name had a lot to do with it. So. So if if he had any qualms about allowing her to take over the team, he would have been like, "Yeah, give her, you know, give her the Johnny Bolin gig." <laughs> <laughs> right. Petition that Bill Bolin filed in court back in October. It was Pat Bolin and Joe Ellis and Beth Bolin Wallace that kind of sat down together and devised this position for her and what she would do, and then she held it for three years. And then again, according to her, or according to the, the petition that, that Bill Bolin filed with the district court, 24 hours after she told them she was going to go back to law school, or she was going to go to law school, they terminated her position. So that's a very suspect thing to do if you're just following the wishes of Pat Bolin and any child who meets the requirements is eligible to be considered for owner, if you just kind of take their job away so that they can't fulfill the requirements, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. Watch her go and get a gig with like Mark Davis and the Raiders, like just, <laughs> get, just to be like, ah, I got it. Like here I am. You, you know, know what? Like, Jess, you're onto something. That's what she should do. <laughs> like okay, I'm I'm going to really screw the Broncos over right now. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this Bolin daughter a gig and I'm going to give her a title the likes of which Joe Ellis will never see. There's going to be a lot of special projects in San Diego when they move there this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> she'll be, you she'll know? be co-GM with Mike Mayock. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Beth Bolin mocks. Maybe she'll be quality control. Ah, the quality <laughs> control coach. What do you think of when you hear quality control? I think of like human resources figuring out if people are in the right place. Like, I don't. I feel like I do a lot of quality control. If yes, I'm a it's like the stupidest name for anybody working as a supposed coach or in even an intern. I think it'd be better to be called an intern than a quality control coach. Okay. All right. All right. Miss your question. This is it's very easy. Rams or Patriots, Lori. <laughs> Rams, absolutely Rams. Is this who we this want to win or who we think is going? No qualifiers. It's just a question: Rams or Patriots? That's it. That's all there is to it. It's but... going to be the Rams. Sean McVay is going to prove that the young, offensive mind can beat the, the seasoned veteran at his own game. He's going to prove that 
couple of running backs, including a, you know, a kind of chubby former Bronco, can can handle the game, and that Akib Talib is probably going to pull somebody's chain or poke somebody's eye. Old CJ uh, should be making his way to uh, Atlanta. I mean, he should be he should be there by now on that on that bicycle of his. Um, <laughs> That's right. He's riding yeah. for California. Yeah, it's just you get those legs pumping. Um, Tim, what about you? What do you think? Rams or Patriots? I'm I'm hoping Tom Brady ends Sunday sharing something in common with both Jim Kelly and Fran Tarkenton, as in four Super Bowl losses. This would be four, right? <laughs> this would be let's see, two Giants and the Eagles. And the Eagles, yeah. yes, yes, that would be four. So yeah, you know John Elway yeah. never lost four. Nope. Step aside, Fran Tarkenton and Jim Kelly, and come on in, Tom Brady. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Fran Tarkenton lost four. Didn't the Vikings lose four with any quarterback? I think Joe Carr was their quarterback for one of them, at least what? one. Of them. Joe Carr. Okay, let me see. Yeah. Uh, Joe Carr, you might remember him at uh, a uh, some sort of like Canadian football Hall of Fame thing when he was uh, very old, uh, got into a fist fight uh, on the stage with another elderly uh, Canadian football. You're league. right. Look at you, Mister History Buff. God, you flexed all over me, didn't you? Look at that. Ha! Yeah. So, uh, so all right. So it's just Jim Kelly. Yeah, just Jim yeah. Kelly. Yeah, so. All right, well, step aside, Jim Kelly. <laughs> and Joe Carr. Perhaps you were thinking of friend Joe Carkington. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You know what's awesome, though? The only quarterback to have been to more Super Bowls than John Elway is actually Tom Brady. So, you know, that's still something. Mm. Shows how underrated John Elway was in terms of just fighting, getting, competing. But, well, I'm sure Philip Rivers gets to go and watch. That's probably a lot of Super Bowls that he was at. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure he'll watch. I'm sure he's there. With his uh, Pro Bowl trophy. With his broken-ass Pro Bowl trophy. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. All right. Well, here's my, my prediction. Uh, I'm going to say Rams. As a former Los Angelino myself, uh, disciple of uh, Wade Phillips, even though he blocked me, please, Wade, unblock me. I didn't mean it. Um, so, I mean, what's there not to love? I mean, you got to love the Rams. There's, there's, no, there's nothing to not like about the Rams right now, especially because they're playing the Patriots. On that note, this brings us to the conclusion of Something Something Broncos. Tim, you tell... You tell those daughters of yours good night uh, from from those of us here on something something Broncos, um, and sure. we we appreciate that they let us uh, finish the show. <laughs> Lord, though we have lost Neil Smith to free agency and Steve Atwater to the Jets, still we hope our beloved Broncos can bring home another Super Bowl championship and once again bathe in the glory of your light. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Broncos. Broncos. Let's go, Broncos. Broncos. Let's go.
I, I found your horse tracks topic off, you know, off topic topic here. Lori. That is not off topic. That is always a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> what should so I write about? Ed Ed Reed was on the on the radio with Bleacher oh, Report. Oh yes. His quote: "If Steve Avor don't don't get in, and I get in, I'd rather give my spot to him." I mean, that's you're right. That's, that's a good awesome. Topic. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. With Lord Lattimore Volkman, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. We're recording? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we've been recording. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Good, good, good.